Hey friend, are you looking for something new to study in the Bible? Are you curious about Christianity and want a tangible way to learn about God? Do you have a love for plants and gardening? If this sounds like you, my friend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Finding God in the Garden. Hi, I'm Don. I'm a Christian, wife, boy and mom, amateur gardener, and a pastor. I began gardening during the pandemic, and to my surprise, I came to a deeper understanding of God and the scriptures through it. The Bible was filled with gardening analogies, and each episode of my podcast, we will explore the many garden-related metaphors in the Bible. Are you ready to connect with God in a new and meaningful way? Welcome to my garden. What's up, everyone? This is the birthday episode. My birthday just passed. It was on June 5th, and I have had the opportunity to reflect on who Dawn is now that she is 34 years old. What has the past 34 years of life taught me? And I am super excited to share with y'all today. Hopefully, you will be blessed by it. Hopefully you will be encouraged and we can relate to one another and something that I will share today. And here we go. I am at a point in my life where I know my triggers. And I want to start off with that because I have lived most of my life putting other people first. Like I will be the girl to ask a million times, are you mad? Are you mad? Are you mad? And I could not live with the notion or the thought that anyone could possibly be mad at me. And that is because I, and I'm still like this, I do my very best to live at peace with everyone. And a huge part of that is because I love Jesus and I know that's who he calls me to be. That's who he was. And another part of that is, is that I'm afraid of confrontation. I'm a people pleaser. I think that by somehow trying to make everyone happy that I would be liked more and being liked is very important to me for some reason, Um, or at least it used to be more than what it is. And so a lot of my life, I just was wearing a mask. I wasn't being my true self and I didn't know that. Um, And with that, when you're trying so hard to get people to like you and to please people, you don't even know what you want. You don't even know what you don't want. And for so long, I ignored that gut feeling of things that didn't sit right with me. Things that I felt like went against who I was and my core values and my beliefs. And before God, that was 
living a life of promiscuity, um, living, lying, being deceitful, trying to one-up people, even in the most secretive, people-pleasing ways, because I would never, ever be bold enough to make it clear that that's what I was trying to do. Um, but after being a Christian, um, it started to look different in a a masked in a more holier way. And that is, you know, trying to imitate the way other people, other Christians, uh, walked with God. And so what that means, like what I mean by that is that it is, appropriate and totally totally biblical to have role models in the faith and that it is wise uh, the scriptures say to admire the wise to imitate walk in their ways however i took it to a whole nother level to where people became bigger than god And it wasn't even evident to me because of the scriptures that told me that it was wise and in my best interest to imitate people. However, there were times early on in my faith where I now know as a Holy Spirit prompting me, hey, you're imitating a part of that person that is not of me. That is a personality or character trait that I gave them for them, for their specific mission or their cause that I gave them. You are not running the race. I did not create you to be like them. So that does not fit you. And it has taken me, I've been a Christian now for over 15 years. It has taken me all this time to begin, even begin, guys, to know who I am in Christ and to feel a sense of clarity and who I am in Christ and how I am set apart even from other Christians and to have a clear idea of what God or who God he has created Don to be. And earlier this year, I took um, one of those personality test and it's like a Christian test, the Enneagram. And uh, I took it a few years ago and I got this score and um, I probably should have it ready for you guys, but right now I'm just talking off the dome. But basically my personality type is like marked by anxiety. I think, what is it called? Um, I am a loyalist on the Enneagram. And I, a couple years ago, I wasn't too fired up to get those results because a huge marker of being a loyalist is being just marked by anxiety. Like it wasn't anything noble or exceptional about that person. Now there's some great qualities of being a loyalist, like being perceptive, uh, seeing things from a distance and, uh, you know, 
not falling into dangerous traps because we're always on guard, being extremely loyal to people, loving people deeply. Um, but again, a couple years ago, I wasn't fired up to be that person. I took the test again earlier this year and I scored even higher in that same thing. I thought that surely, surely that I have grown in those attributes and to become less anxious, less of the loyalist, but I am more. And I shared my hus- share with my husband those results. He's like, yeah, honey, of course, you only are going to become more of who you are the older that you get. And that really stuck with me. And I took that to God because I had a problem with that. And I was like, God, like, I don't see how being this type of person is attractive, beneficial, glorifying to to you, useful. Like, if this is who I am, that doesn't seem like I'm useful. Like, I'm just being honest with you guys. And I don't love this part of myself. And it bugs me that it's a huge part of who I am. And it bugs me that I'm becoming more of that. And that please show me, reveal to me how this, what I perceive as a flaw is a blessing from you. And what I feel like God has revealed to me is that I need to be slower to label things within myself as flaws, imperfections, problems, issues, and that spend less time trying to figure out what's wrong with me and more time leaning into and figuring out what is right in me, the good that God has placed in me, that when he gave me his Holy Spirit, learning who that Holy Spirit is and how it is at work in me and letting him figure out the rest. And that will make me more productive in every way in my life. And it has been transforming to lean into how can I be the best version of myself? How can I honor when something in my gut is saying that this isn't right, this doesn't sit well with me, this is not who I am, I am falling into imposter syndrome, I am triggered right now, I am not honoring myself, um, and, and leaning into that as opposed to harping in every day, figuring out what I didn't do or what I did do do wrong and um, constantly apologizing to myself, God, and everyone else. And uh, I could tell you, I have been the most in this last year, turning 34, I have been the most at peace, 
within myself, which is something that I have always prayed for. I, when I became a Christian, I realized that my biggest desire wasn't for happiness. I always thought it was, I just want to be happy. And I learned about peace, like true peace. And I was like, wait, I don't want to be happy. I want to be at peace with myself, with my past, with my future, with my circumstances. That's what I'm seeking. And that I have tried to live my life in a way where I'm pursuing peace and being a, a peace builder as um, the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 have called us to be. And um, I feel like within myself, I am at peace with myself. And I turned 34 and I'm fired up. The number 34, it sounds so strange coming out of my mouth because I look at myself in the mirror. I don't see a 34 year old woman <laughs> looking at me. I don't feel 34. I still feel like a teenager at times. But when I think about my 34 years of life, I, I definitely have lived 34 years of life. And I feel very proud of myself, of how I live my life and the decisions that I've made and I'm making and who I'm becoming. I love who I'm becoming. And I know that is only possible because of Jesus. And even as I'm sharing this with you guys, I'm getting emotional because I believe what I'm saying. I'm not just manifesting it. I believe what I'm saying. And I know it's only because of Jesus. And I am living out what he promised me when I was 16 years old. And it's true. Everything that Jesus promised that he would do within me is true. And, uh, you know, the scripture in Luke 10, 27 comes to mind where it says, love your neighbor as well as you love yourself. And in faith communities and as Christians, you know, and even people who are not of faith, they know that one of the main pillars of the Christian faith is to love thy neighbor. And one of the big uh, criticisms of Christians is that we are not seen always to love our neighbors or, or how we are loving our neighbors is not uh, how other people think we should, you know, that, but it all goes back to that. Like, oh, Christian, aren't y'all supposed to love your neighbors? That doesn't look like love to me, you know? And yeah, true, that's valid. As Christians, though, I think we have to ask ourselves, like, why did Jesus say this? Like, love your neighbor as well as you love yourself. It can be inferred that we just love ourselves. However, in the 10 years that I have worked with Christian women specifically, I have found that many of us do not love ourselves well. That many of us have lived our whole lives putting people first, 
not caring about ourselves and being those who are constantly saying, are you mad? Are you mad? Are you mad? And so loving our neighbors could come across as overbearing, controlling, insecurity, manipulation, um, mistrust, and overall weirdness. And I really do believe because we are not recognizing or figuring out how to love ourselves well. Because I think when Dawn is loving herself well, I have a full cup that I am glad glad to share with other people. When I'm not loving myself well, I'm still giving to other people, but it's out of like, I'm tired. I'm low-key bitter because I feel like I'm giving to all these other people, but who's giving to me? And that's always at the back of my mind. So I'm not really fully present with people. I'm not giving my best because I'm really like, I'm just doing this because I got to, but when can I get out of here? And and people can feel a lack of genuineness. And um, that when Dawn is loving herself well, I am fired up to share the goodness of God. Like, ooh, girl, let me tell you like how good God has been to me. And I know, like, I'm confident God is going to hook you up. Like, just how he's like, I'm, I'm sharing the goodness of God. Or I am sharing all the ways that I have made time for myself and encouraging my girlfriend. Like, girl, you need to go do this, too. And you need to make time for yourself, too. Or I'm genuinely cheering my friend on. I'm, che- I'm genuinely happy for my friend's success. Um, or her dreams coming true and that spirit of being uh, in other women's corners, lifting other women up, wanting them to succeed genuinely is just overflowing. It doesn't feel like work. And uh, that cannot be forced. And that, you know, there's times when, well, I've already shared, like there's times where, you know, I already have on my calendar times to encourage other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, well, I just had a horrible day. This whole week was a wash. Like Satan won this week. But yet on Friday, I have this time on my calendar to get with this person who is having a tough time. Um, and yet I myself am like a wreck, you know, and I can't cancel like, or can I can't, that's a, can I cancel? Like, is that even okay? Um, you know, so I've been in those situations too, and that I'm trying to, or what I have learned in this past year, 34, is I need to be proactive. Like I need to set my schedule up in a way to where it's just, I'm consistently loving myself well to where it's not like reactive like oh my gosh my cup is empty and now I gotta go retreat and refill it um and I'm always what do they say burning the candle on both ends like 
I, I'm trying to function in a place where my cup never runs empty, that as, as soon as I notice that it's half full, like I'm refilling it back up. And has way less effort than pouring into an empty cup. And so the ways that I have learned to love myself well and make it a priority, consistent in my schedule, is gardening. And as you guys all know, this is my gardening podcast. Why is gardening loving myself well? Because simply it, when I'm in my garden, when I am even shopping for seeds or um, getting the dirt ready, uh, when I am pulling up weeds, it stops my racing thoughts. And uh, trigger warning before I share uh, what I'm going to share, I'm going to talk about suicide. Uh, is about, oh, man, my son was one years old, my, my first son. So this is about six years ago. I had, I did not go through postpartum depression, but after I stopped breastfeeding him, I had a complete uh, mental breakdown. And I just think it was something, the hormonal shifts just did not do well with me, just weaning him. And so everything in my life for the most part was going well. Like there weren't any traumatic things going on. I mean, my marriage wasn't perfect, but it had been worse. Uh, but we were doing well. Um, work was okay. There were some challenges, but nothing like severe enough to cause a mental breakdown. Financially, we were fine. No major health crises. Um, but yeah, I was having intense suicide ideation and I could not figure out where it was coming from. And that's why the only thing I could think of was like, it started like as soon as I weaned my son and it felt hormonal. Like it felt, again, not circumstantial, it felt hormonal. Anyways, I saw me and my husband, um, I told my husband what was going on. And I love that my husband is a safe place that I could share these scary things with him and know that although it's very hard for him to hear these things, he's very supportive. Like, what do we got to do? It's okay, well, I want you to come to a therapist with me so that you could be part of the plan of me getting help. So we saw this therapist and he was uh, really into like how the brain works. And he says something along the lines of like, you know, when you have these suicidal thoughts, like it's, some, it's something your brain isn't firing right. And it's so long ago, I'm like forgetting the, oh man, the specifics, but he said, uh, let me tell like, he's like, let me ask you something. When you are, I told him how much I love dancing. He's like, okay, when you're dancing, do you ever have suicidal thoughts? I was like, no. He was like, what are you thinking about when you're dancing? I'm like, nothing. My mind is blank. And he was like, and he, he, he began to tell me like how my, my mind and how my body and all that stuff you know, how it's like impossible when you're physically doing something to have suicidal ideation. And, and then he went on to say, that's why it's really it's important, although you want to stay in the bed and not do anything, like there is so much power in just getting out of bed and getting moving. But it's actually doing something like it will actually help fix whatever's going on in your brain. And that was really empowering for me 
because again, it, it, it took the, I didn't feel like it was like, I didn't feel like Don's a problem. Like it felt like, okay, there's my brain, my body is not, there's something wrong. And I, it, it literally needs to get moving and that there is a solution and the solution is simply moving. So anyways, long story short. So gardening, gardening for me is so essential because it quiets my mind because I am actively doing something, moving, getting my body moving. And that used to be dance and I wish it was still dance. Um, maybe one day it could be, but right now with two young kids, um, it's just not as practical for me as easy to get in my backyard with my garden. And plus I love gardening. So anyways, that for me is like loving myself. Well, it's healing. And plus, as you guys know, I learned so much about God spiritually in the Bible about gardening. And so it's just checking off all the boxes for me. <laughs> like gardening checks off every box for me. I love to be in nature. I immediately, I immediately feel a sense of calm in nature. However, I am also, again, my personality, I'm, anx- I'm an anxious person. So I can't be outside in nature by myself. And so especially now living where I live, I can't just like drive to the beach, just, which is where I used to go and park. Like what people do in my area is hike. I ain't about to go hiking by myself. I don't even like walking down my street with my dog by myself as a black woman. Like y'all already know the, the, the real and present dangers of just being out by yourself, unfortunately, as a black person in America and in areas, you know, so, um, that just causes a lot of anxiety for me. And so my backyard, I'm safe. I'm in my own area of nature that I've created this God created, but I nurtured this beauty and, um, is doing it for me right now. It checks off all the boxes. Okay. The other thing that I realized is loving Don well is putting my husband and kids first. And you're like, well, Don, that's about other people. Let me tell you why and how I realize that that is part of loving me well. So my full-time job is serving other people. That is what I get paid to do. My mind most of the day is thinking about how the members of my church is doing, what needs do they have, praying for them, figuring out how to help them in every possible way. I'm thinking about my neighbors. I'm thinking about this world, how I can help help make this world a better place. Like, And that's just mentally. I think in on top of spending my... Uh, my days and having uh, meetings with people and helping them in their life. Um, and it's unending. There is, it's not a nine to five job where I clock out or I'm a therapist and I have a 45 minute session with the client. And in that 45 minute or after that 45 minutes into our next session, I'm not thinking about you or you only got that 45 minutes, you know, with me. It, 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 you have to create your own boundaries especially mental boundaries, I've learned um, as a minister. Ten years in, I've learned that, yes, schedule boundaries, but also mental boundaries where I cannot take home with me the um, 
the burdens of the people that I love. Like I, I love, I genuinely love all the people that I have an opportunity to serve. However, I, they're not in my home. And when I'm home, I need my family, my husband first, and then my children deserve, need all of my love. And I feel better. Dawn loves herself well when she is doing that. Because when I am not loving my family well, I'm riddled with guilt. Um, and I, 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 I now know that is the Holy Spirit saying like, Don, you are, you are misprioritizing, even in your own heart, you are misprioritizing, um, things. Your family is not first, not even in your own mind was consuming your mind. And so the way it manifests itself, I'm arguing with my husband, my house is a wreck because I'm not prioritizing, making my house a sanctuary for my own mental health, my own peace and my family's peace. My children are all over the place and they're in a season of life where they need a ton of discipline. Um, but because that's not a priority in my mind, it's not happening and it's not in my schedule. Then it's not in my schedule. And uh, my life just is chaotic and not just chaotic because it's chaotic with young kids and marriage is chaotic. No, it is chaotic because Don is not prioritizing. And then I go through this cycle of guilt, which part of that, yeah, I, like it's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, red, red flag, you need to pay attention to this. But another part of it is the guilt because I'm a guilty soul. And so um, it has been very freeing to unapologetically put my family and my marriage first. The third way I have learned to love myself is by doing what I have to do to seek financial peace. And this, this part for me probably was the biggest difference this past year because I have, since I remember and y'all, I don't even know why I had this mindset was that money doesn't matter to me. I just want to help people. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't even know where this mindset started that I cannot like seek financial freedom, but it needs to end. And I am more than capable of finding means to do both serve people and also find multiple streams of income so that there's wiggle room and I don't have anxiety over finances. And even recently I was like, and it is okay to want things. It is okay to want things for myself because I also had this mindset that the only thing that I should desire is to have like uh, be able to pay for my kids' college tuition and to set my kids up uh, in their future. Like, that's the only financial goal that I have. And um, again, I don't know where I learned that. I don't, you know, I can't even point that back because probably a lot of you guys are laughing like, girl, what? that doesn't even make sense. There's nothing wrong with wanting even to own a home or to get yourself nice things or whatever. Yeah, I don't even know. So, um, 
you know, and my, my husband is not like this, you know, so this is just me. And I'm happy that we have become more unified in some of our, our financial, our dreams that has to do with, you know, having a little bit more flexibility financially. And so, um, this is just a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, I want a new car. And, and I was like, you know what, Don? How about you work towards getting a new car? Like, it doesn't just have to be a wish and be like, ah, but I can never afford that. Ha ha ha. You know, I'm always going to drive broke down cars and never going to have a new car. And, and y'all, I'm not even talking about, I don't want a fancy car. Again, I'm not even talking for a person. I want an SUV. I had, we, my husband and I had an awesome SUV. It was a lemon. I bought it off of the lot at a dealership. And it just, for the moment I drove it off the lot, it was a lemon. And it was a horrible financial mess for us because we just invested in it, had to sell it and ended up having to still pay it off, but we didn't even have it a mess. So anyways, um, now we're, we're driving two cars that are probably, you know, we each have our own car, but they're broke down. They're about to break down. And I'm like, I would really enjoy not having to worry about a car with every light possible being on. And do you know what? Guess what? I bet you I could find ways in this day and age where you can have multiple streams of income and there's so many creative ways that people are earning money and it's not taking them away from their, uh, from their quote unquote nine to five jobs or their family taking away. And there's so many ways. Maybe I could pray about that, ask the Lord for that and find ways to do that. And one of the things that I want is a car. <laughs> it's so random. It is so random. But the fact that I even allowed myself to have that conversation and to get excited about the possibility of that and finding ways to do that is huge for me. Huge for me. Two years ago, I would have like rebuked my thought of even like, no, Don, no, you, you know, that is not, I don't know. So anyways, I'm just rambling, but um, that is another way I have loved myself well. And so I started substitute teaching on the beginning of this year, and that has been so encouraging. I probably am going to make another podcast of all I have learned working with children um, in the school system. It has been a blessing. I started off by just wanting to, again, find financial peace and have a little bit more wiggle room financially, and I ended up being blessed by it. Look at God. It's been both and. It's still living in accordance to my values of doing things that help people give back to the community, but also I'm getting paid <laughs> to do it. And I've ha- I, I probably don't feel bad for saying I'm getting paid and I love getting paid. Um, so I've been looking into some businesses. Uh, I have been looking into, yeah, yeah, getting into some businesses. So y'all be praying for that. Stay tuned as I share about uh, these different businesses that I'm looking into um, and pray that God opens doors, that it will be a blessing. Because uh, as you guys know, that is uh, important to me that whatever I do has to be giving back to people. It can't just be about making money, but 
the only way that will sit well for me is if it's serving and meeting the needs of people. So pray that I can find something like that that actually pays well, y'all, so I can get myself a new car. Okay, anyways, let's move on. With all these things, when you say to yourself, you are saying no to something or someone else. And that, y'all, is a part that I'm still trying to figure out. And there's a scripture that I have always held to, but just the older I get, the more that I lean into. And that is in John 3, verse 8, in the Passion Translation, it says, For the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it's came but you don't know where it came from or where it's going. So it is the same with those who are spirit born. I love this verse because it is saying that those of us who are born of the spirit, or as this version is saying, those who are spirit born, we don't know where our life is going to go. And that gives me peace. And I try to view my life through that lens. And why is that so freeing for me? Because I like to be in control. I like to know the next step. Again, that is part of my Enneagram. That's part of my personality trait. However, I am a spirit born person. So that's not how my life is going to go. I got as 100% in control of the direction of my life. Therefore, I am not always put up on game of where God is going to take me. And that is just part of the deal. It is terrifying, but it's also freeing because I trust the controller of the wind. I trust the driver. I trust the cap, my captain, however you want to say it, all those things that God is. So in that part, it's freeing as well that I cannot mess up where my life goes as long as I surrender it to God. And so because of that, because that is like a core value of mine, a way that I try to live my life, um, then I am able to free myself or be flexible. That's what I'm trying to say. That I am flexible to making changes in my life. So for right now, you know, I'm like, this makes sense to me. My schedule, my priorities, um, what I say yes to, what I say no to, uh, makes sense to me. And that I do feel a sense of guilt because, again, Don's natural self could be, are you mad? Am I making you mad? Sorry, I can't do that. I can't go there um, because it just, right now, there's other priorities. Right now or today, there's other things that I need to do in order to keep my cup full. And that is me, my family, this, 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 and that, you know what I mean? And right now that just doesn't fit that, that I'm not saying never, 
just right now, today, at this moment, I have to say no. Um, and I could be sure if God's like, girl, girl, uh-uh, I wanted you to do that. I wanted you to go there. I wanted you to say yes. Then I could be confident that the spirit will move and redirect me. And he has. Uh, there's There's been times where I've put up too many walls, too many where I thought that I was at my rope's end and God was like, mm, nope, you're, you're, you are selling yourself short. You can't do more. Don, you can give more. Don, I, yes, I'm going to stretch you, but I'm going to help you. There's times where I have protected my, my, uh, myself a little bit too much. And, and so it's all in like learning, learning self-love, self-care, to be true to yourself, to lean into who God created you to be, that um, I don't think there's ever a point where we can find the perfect balance because if you're a spirit-born person, the scripture says that you don't know where you're going, that it blows, <laughs> it says, the wind blows as it chooses. For the spirit, wind blows as it chooses. To me, that sounds like chaos. To me, that sounds kind of erratic, that all over the place. Like when I think of the wind, the wind is just blowing all over the place. You don't know when you're going to get a gust of wind. It's unpredictable. And so that doesn't really sound like balance to me. Um, so what is that? How does this all mean practically? It means being flexible, like I said. How does it, what does it mean to be flexible? It means... Do not be married to your calendar. You know, yes, plan things. But if God's like, uh-uh, you need to open up yourself a little bit more. You need to fit more time in for this, for this person, for this thing, or even for yourself to be flexible in your calendar, to listen to your gut saying like, this isn't, this isn't where the spirit is moving you. It is being humble being ready to apologize because you're going to make a lot of mistakes as you are leaning into being true to yourself and not being a people pleaser. I think a part of that comes with hurting people's feelings and that sometimes um, I have to genuinely apologize because I wasn't there for people. And God wanted me to be, but I just wasn't. Or, you know what? I really let people down because they wanted me to do something or be somewhere or to serve in a certain way or, or whatever. And it just wasn't something God wanted me to do. And I have, you know, for the sake of our relationship, it is like, you know, I really do apologize that this isn't a good fit for me right now. And I'm bummed because I know that something amazing could have came out of this, but this is just not the season for me. This isn't where God is leading to me right now. Hopefully this doesn't impact our relationship. Um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't impact our relationship, but I'm not able to commit to that right now, you know? And, uh, so being quick to apologize, um, even I've, over the last couple of years, I've had to apologize for who I was when I was not 
loving myself well, where I was pouring out of an empty cup and I did and said some crazy stuff uh, that I genuinely at the time thought that it was glorifying to God. And that is so crazy that we could be in a place where we are doing things for God and be so off again, not being spirit led, like doing spiritual things, but them not being spirit led. And I have had to apologize for my ignorance and the hurt that has caused me. So these last 34 years, this 34th birthday, as I started off, has been me being at peace with myself, within myself. And I hope that something that I said today has resonated with you, has encouraged you, maybe have given you some ideas of loving yourself well, having self-care, being true to yourself. Um, I would love to know your feedback. What did you gain from this podcast? Uh, your thoughts on where you are. I want to hear your story. Thank you for listening. I'm going to take this time to pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for my friend who has joined me this last hour or so. God, I know it was for a reason that you allowed them to listen to this episode. Father, help my friend to learn to love themselves well. Help my friend to be spirit-led. Give them peace. Peace within themselves so that they can pour themselves out from a full cup. Make them aware when their cup is half full. Please do not let my friend get to a point where their cup is empty and they're pouring out of an empty soul, an empty self. God, every good thing that we have is from you and because of you. Thank you that you love us so much that you will give us, that you carry our burdens and that you redirect us whenever we are off course. God, I pray for whatever is troubling my friend right now, whatever trials that they are facing. Let them know that they are not alone, that you are with them, and that they have a community of people that is ready and willing to hold their arms up in the spiritual battle. God, thank you. We love you. Amen. Well, that's all we have for today. Thanks for hanging out with me today, friend. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go ahead and subscribe. And if you know anyone you think will be blessed by it, please share it with them. Hey, I hang out on Instagram, so follow me at donrussell.la. See you soon.